This is Servant Marcia Carney with Escape to Heaven. Spirit of the Lord is upon me. His anointing is empowering. The kingdom of the Lord is within me. And He's calling so excited. Heaven is real. Heaven exists. Heaven's not going anywhere. And heaven is also within. Good morning. You've arrived. It's another Monday, 1130 AM, 94.1. And you're listening to Escape. Escape to Heaven. Servant Marcia, from Heaven on Earth Ministries of Jesus Christ. Just want to let you know, the word will never change. It will never die. It's always there. God's word is real. So we're going to jump right in there because I think the question is, will the woman's seed prevail? I tried last week to get away from the seed of the woman and the seed of the serpent. But I can't. And I think because it's so pertinent to the intent of the Lord, you know, God is faithful. I mean, when you think about the word history, it's really his story of the seeds. I I just got that this morning. The woman's seed and the serpent seed. First of all, he will never leave or forsake the seed of the woman. His covenant with the seed of the woman stands against time, deceit, betrayal, even past histories of failures, all the tricks and the wiles of the enemy, the gates of hell, unclean spirits, nephilim, fallen angels, false gods, false prophets, God's word will stand. And if that is the case, then maybe we should do like a brief overview. What happened? Well, in the beginning, was the word. We know that. But also, that's John 1. But in Genesis, the first chapter, I got my Bible today. Genesis 1, it says how in the beginning, okay, and I'm going, I'm running over to right here, Genesis 1. God created the heaven and the earth. Earth was without form, void, darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And God said, let there be light. And guess what? There was light. And that was the beginning or the impetus of the creation. Okay. Uh, we know that on the sixth day, God did a marvelous thing and uh, he created um, mankind. All right. So here it says, and God said, let us make man. Okay. In our image, after our likeness, let him have dominion. That was it. When he said that, boy, oh, my God. Over the fish, the, the fowl, cattle, over all earth, over all the earth, every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. 
So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. Okay. And God blessed them. And this is where all of the stuff starts. Because God said unto them, be fruitful, multiply, replenish the earth, subdue it, have dominion over, fowl over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. That's a powerful phrase because that means mankind upon creation was already blessed with the purpose, responsibilities, the action, the power, all required to represent the creator of heaven and earth on this earth as well. Something happened. Um, Obviously, there was a force on the earth at the time of the creation of mankind. And how do you know that? Because he said, subdue it. He said, take dominion or have dominion. And then, then there, there's another uh, implication in that blessing. And it says, replenish the earth. So that means at one point, the image of God or godliness or the glory of God, something was upon the earth that at the time of the moment of the creation of mankind was no longer there. And so God entrusted into the creation of mankind the ability to replenish God himself upon this earth. And then guess what happened? Chapter three, serpent came along, spoke to the woman. So that that brings up another thought. What language did the serpent speak to the woman? Wow, we'll remember that as we get into this lesson that we have. And what was the intent of the serpent? His intent was to produce doubt in God's word. Okay. And as a result, she went against the thing that God said not to do. He said that they were not to eat. Okay. Of the tree, of the fruit of the tree, which is in the midst of the garden. And that was the tree of knowledge of good and evil. But she ate it. And because she ate it, Adam and Eve recognized that, oh my God, we're naked. It was, it was funny how they did not know it before, but they did notice it once they ate, okay? So they were in glory. They ate. They went against God, fell from glory. Now they're naked. Now they know it. Now that they're naked and in darkness, in a sense, they hide from the Father. The Father then pronounces a curse, okay? And then the curse, particularly to the snake, or the serpent, rather, he said that... um Upon thy belly shall thy go. That implies that the serpent was not initially on his belly, but the curse now says you're on your belly, so you're a creeper, which meant that mankind really had authority over the serpent, okay? And now God has cast him into his proper perspective. He's a serpent, and he's biting the dirt, and the Lord says in the Genesis 3rd, chapter 15, verse, I will put enmity between thee and the woman and between thy seed and her seed. It shall bruise thy head. Thou shall bruise his heel. Okay? So that's the only thing we want to focus on out of the entire curse. That was threefold. Adam, Eve, and the serpent. Indirectly, the earth was also cursed. So creation was cursed. So 
That's the brief overview. Let's look at Psalms. Because now the, the question is, hmm, can we trust God? Can we? Can the woman see, really believe that God's prophetic word will prevail? That, that's you and I. Psalms, the 20th chapter, verses 6 to 8. It says, Now know I that the Lord saveth his anointed. And he will hear him, his anointed, from his holy heaven with the saving strength of his right hand. Some trust in chariots. This is going to be important. And some in horses. But we will remember the name of the Lord our God. And they are brought down and fallen that trust in chariots and horses. But those that trust in the name of our Lord God. They are risen and stand upright. <laughs> so I'm going to go to Nehemiah, the ninth chapter, which I thought was really a good illustration of what the woman seed is going through. Because <clears throat> a lot of this, everything, this history has kind of been based on the fact that the seed of the woman really don't believe. They're having like the same issue that the mother of all the living had in that the enemy put a doubt by the words that he used. And so she fell away from the covenant. So let's go to Nehemiah 9 chapters, great chapter. And it says how in the 20th and 4th day of the month, the children of Israel assembled with fasting, sackcloth, and earth. Upon them. Now dig this. Verse number two. And the seed of Israel separated themselves from all strangers, stood and confessed their sins and iniquities, meaning repetitive sinning, knowing sinning of their fathers, stood up in their place, read in the book of the law of the Lord their God. One fourth of the day, another fourth they confessed. And worship their God. So that means half of the day, they either read the word of God, the other part of the day, they worship and confessed. Okay. So then they stood up and with a loud voice, the Levites and all the various uh, tribal representatives, and this is what they said to all the congregation, stand up and bless the Lord your God forever and ever and blessed be thy glorious name which is exalted above all blessing and praise. Thou, even thou art Lord alone. Look, they're confessing that the Lord is the almighty God. Thou has made heaven, the heaven of heavens, with all their hosts, the art, the earth, and all the things that are therein, the seas and all that is therein. And God, you're the one that preserved them all. That's our great God. The host of heaven worship thee. Thou art the Lord thy God. The God who chose Abraham, brought him out of Ur of the Chaldees, gave him the name of Abraham, because at that time he was Abram, found his heart faithful before thee and made a covenant with him to give the land of the Canaanites, Hittites, Amorites, Parasites, Jebusites, Gergagites, to give it, I say, here we go again, to his seed, the woman's seed, and has performed thy words. 
for thou art righteous. All of this is in Nehemiah, ninth chapter. And then you saw the affliction of our fathers in Egypt and heard their cry and showed signs and wonders. And, you know, you, 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 because they gave, it gave you a name and you divided the sea so that they went through the midst of the sea on the dry land and their persecutors, you know, you, you threw them into the deep like a stone in the mighty water. You led them in the day by a cloudy pillar, your glory, in the night by a pillar of fire to give them light in the way wherein they should go. And then you came to Mount Sinai, speaking with them from heaven, gave them right judgments, true laws, good statutes and commandments. And then you made known to them about the Holy Sabbath. So here's the Israelites speaking directly to the God of heaven, the Lord God that have created heaven and earth. They're speaking to their God and reminding him of the history that they have with the Father, the Creator. They're seeing how I'm at the 14th verse, ninth chapter of Nehemiah, how you taught them about the Holy Sabbath, the precepts, the statutes and laws by the hand of Moses, thy servant. You gave them bread from heaven for their hunger. You brought forth water out of the rock for their thirst. And you promised them that they shall go in to possess the land, which you had sworn to them. Okay. But what they do? They hardened their necks. They didn't listen to your Commandments, they refuse to obey. We're talking about history because this sounds like you and I, where God has given us so much and then we hearten our necks. We don't listen. We don't obey. We, we alter his laws and commandments and truism and we create our own. That's us. But it is also the history of Israel and the Lord our God, the creator of heaven and earth. And they were mindful they were not mindful of your wonders that you did. They hardened their necks. In their rebellion, they appointed a captain to return them to bondage. My God. But thou art a God ready to pardon, gracious, merciful, slow to anger, of great kindness. And you did not forsake them. We're talking history. So no matter what the Israelites, the nation did, God, they were double-minded, but God did not forsake them, okay? And when they made a molten calf and said, this is the God that brought us out of Israel and your manifold mercies, this is them speaking to their father, you didn't forsake them. The pillow of, call, of cloud did not depart. The pillow of fire by night, it did not stop. Look at God, Okay. You gave also your good spirit to instruct them. You did not withhold your manna. You didn't make them thirsty, Lord. You still gave them water. And for 40 years, you sustained them in the wilderness. This is the history of the creator, the God of heaven, the Lord God almighty, the ancient of days. Amen. Can we trust the Lord? Woo! I say we can. I know somewhere I was looking this morning and I was saying, like, whose report shall you believe? We're going to get there, too. 
Let's go back to Nehemiah, ninth chapter, 21st verse. God, they did not lack anything. Uh, their clothes did not wax old. Their feet did not swell. Look how God loves us. You gave them kingdoms and nations and you divided them into corners and they possessed the land of the giants, Sihon, Heshbon, Og, the king of Bashan. And then their children multiplied. There's the blessings. In the midst of rebellion, God is still blessing them. The children multiplied as stars of heaven and then you brought them into the land that you promised. And they went in, they subdued it before the inhabitants of the land, the Canaanites. And you gave it to them because you promised them. And you gave them strong cities, fat lands, houses full of all goods and fine yards and wells that were dig, olive yards, fruit trees. They ate. Our people ate, God. Got filled, became fat, delighted themselves in thy great goodness. Nevertheless, the children, the nation of Israel was rebellious, disobedient, cast your laws behind their backs, slew the prophets, which testified against them to turn back to you. And they wrought great provocations, provocations. And so finally, Lord, you delivered the people of Israel into the hands of their enemies who vexed them. And in their time of trouble, when they cried out to you and you heard them, guess what you did, Lord, in your great mercy? You gave them saviors who saved them out of the hands of their enemies. But it didn't matter because after that, they'll rest a little bit. And then they'll do evil again and you'll, you'll, you'll give them over and they'll have dominion. Yet when they returned and cried unto thee, O Lord, you'll hear them again from heaven. And again, you would deliver them. You did this so much, God, but the people, your people would not, would not turn back to you as they should have. Nevertheless, for thy great mercies, you still never forsake them. You never utterly consumed them. For thou art a gracious and merciful God. Oh, my God. I have so much to teach. But I'm stuck right here on the great mercy (laughs) of our God. Amen. Towards the woman's seed. No matter. I'm talking to all of us. I'm talking to me. I know that none of us are yet perfect, even though we're striving and we're trying to keep our eye on Jesus and turn, turn not away from him. But we are still not yet perfected. The Holy Spirit is perfect. And as long as we allow him to live activated in us, we experience that perfection. But we are constantly doing things against the way of the Lord. And constantly, as verse 32 says, Now therefore, our God, the great, the mighty, the terrible God, who keepeth covenants and mercy, let not all the trouble seem little before thee. Okay? Because what we're really saying that we have not done right by God and we have lived wickedly just as in Israel, how they're speaking to their God right now and confessing that neither their kings, their princes, their priests, the fathers kept the law nor hearkened until God's commandments or his testimonies. But guess what? They served. They didn't even serve God. 
but God in his great goodness, he would not forsake them. So on this day, Nehemiah, the ninth chapter, the nation of Israel is saying, we are your servants. We humble, we submit. And they ask God to give them a better and a new covenant with him. They repented. Amen. And so they gave him, they're, they're telling God that they've done so much wrong. God save us yet again. And you know, God listened. That's the kind of God we have. He listened and he renewed their covenant, but he told them that they cannot mix with the seed of the serpent. Hmm. God is faithful. History is the story of the two seeds, the woman's seed, the serpent seed. In Isaiah, the 53rd chapter, you're listening to Escape to Heaven. Okay? Uh, we're living in a tumultuous period, and sometimes it doesn't seem like we can, you know, do what God asks us to do because it's so easy to be sinful, sin and I mean, perversion. We can't turn the TV on. You can't turn the radio on. Can't drive around in your car without seeing the fallen state of mankind. But yet, in the midst of that, our God still is faithful. He still expects us to believe. And so I go to Isaiah, the 53rd chapter. It says, who hath believed our report? And to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? Now we're talking about the woman's seed, but now we're talking about the woman's seed, which is Jesus, right? For he shall grow up. This is a prophetic word about Jesus. Before him as a tender plant, as a root out of a dry ground, he won't have a form or comeliness. And we won't, when we see him, we won't see any beauty that you should desire him. He's despised, rejected, a man of sorrows, acquainted with grief. We hid, as it were, our faces from him. And that's speaking about the nation of Israel. He was despised. He was not esteemed. But guess what? Jesus still did his assignment. So now that's speaking to you and I in this day and age. Can we do our assignment to stand for the word of God? Can we believe that God has chose us, ordained us, justified us, declared us, anointed us, appointed us? Can we believe that I have been anointed in Luke 4, 18? Can we believe that? Okay, because Jesus did. He did his assignment no matter what. He borne our griefs, carried our sorrows. He uh, was smitten of God. Uh <laughs> he was stricken. He was afflicted. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. With his stripes, we are healed. <laughs> all, all, not some, all, we like sheep have gone astray. We've all turned one to its own way. And the Lord has laid on Jesus the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed. He was afflicted, but he didn't open his mouth. He was brought as a lamb, like a Passover lamb, to the slaughter. 
as a sheep before his shearers. He was dumb. So he didn't even open his mouth. He was taken from prison, from judgment. And who shall declare his generation? He was cut off from the land of the living for the transgression of the people of God, the creation of God. He was stricken. Jews and Gentiles alike. At some point, God just knew, he had already known anyway, that we were created by God himself. And Jesus came and and he did what he did to save all that was made in the image of God. And he made his grave with the wicked, with the rich and his death, but he had done no violence. There was no deceit in his mouth, yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He had put him to grief when thou shalt make his soul an offering for sin. We're in Isaiah, the 53rd chapter, speaking about whose report shall you and I believe? Whose report did the Israelites believe? Whose report shall you believe? And will you separate? Hmm. Like God said uh, in Nehemiah, when they wanted to come back and do the covenant, a new covenant with God, he, he told them, hey, you got to separate. You cannot intermarry. Hmm. Wow. That we would not give our daughters unto the people of the land, nor take their daughters for our sons. And that we are to keep the Sabbath. You know, a lot of Christians, me included, we don't really keep the Sabbath. I don't think that ever changed. Another day, another subject matter. But we're back to Isaiah 53rd chapter, verse number 11. He shall see of the travail of his soul and shall be satisfied. By his knowledge shall my righteous servant justify many, for he shall bear their iniquities. We're talking about how it pleased the Lord to bruise Jesus. You know, uh, he shall see his seed. He shall prolong his days and the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. Therefore will I divide Jesus a portion with the great. He shall divide the spoil with the strong, because why? He has poured out his soul unto death, and he was numbered with the transgressions, or with the transgressors. He didn't do anything. He shall bear the sin of many, and made, past tense, intercession for the transgressors. That is a word. As we live day to day, you and I will be tested to ask you constantly, whose report shall you believe? Shall you believe the report of the Lord that God himself will remain and has remained historically faithful to the seed of the woman? I want to go into the tests that the Israelites encountered with this same word. The test is, will you believe the report of the Lord? And that test happened over in um, Isaiah, <laughs> the 36th chapter. And we may start it, but I don't believe we have enough time to get into it. And I'll give you the narrative of it. But when I come back next week, we will start there. And that will be the test as to will God be faithful? Can you trust God to be faithful? 
And where do you put your trust? Do you put your trust in horses and chariots, the government, the president, your mom, your dad, your husband, your wife, your job, your uh, food stamps, <laughs> your uh, card, your EPT card, your boyfriend, your children? Where are you putting your trust? When I come back next week, we're going to look at Hezekiah and a threat made to him by the king, Sennacherib, the king of Assyria, who came up against all the defense cities of Judah and literally took them and then looked over at Israel and said, I'm coming over to you too. Whose report will you believe in the face of adversity? Um, you know, your husband not treating you right, your wife sleeping with other people, um, diseases, fear, addiction, um, illnesses, cancer, tumors, blindness, lameness. Whose report will you believe? Will you still believe the report of the Lord? And I'm standing here today telling you the history of God is that he will never fail. And just like he created heaven and earth and created mankind in his image and after his own likeness, you can trust that heaven is still yours. Heaven is designed for the woman's seed. Hell is for the seed of the serpent and all those that agree with the fallen angels and with Satan or the accuser in particular. It was not created for you and I. Heaven is yours. You're listening to Escape to Heaven because you can. Father God, I'm praying today for myself and for all those in Radio Land. And Lord, I ask you, Lord, to build our faith, Lord, to build our trust in your word, God. And let not your word fall to the side, but God, let your word enter into our spirit, man, and take root and bring forth the tree where the fruit is faith in your word, God. And when Jesus returned, either to pick us up and grab us in the rapture, or even as we live daily, Lord God, let the tree that builds up and grow inside of us because of your word produce the fruit of faith. So when he returns, he says, will I find faith? And Lord, let there be a resounding yes, because faith grows, faith comes by hearing the word of God. I release the power of your word, the fire of the Holy Spirit, God, into Radio Land to prepare us, God, to become the laborers with you, working with you to bring forth the great harvest in this hour. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. It is done, it is declared, and it shall always be done. I love you, but God loves you so much more. Can't wait to see you next week. And we'll continue with the history, his story 
of the seed of the woman and the serpent. God bless you. Anybody want to see you love?